Hi everyone, welcome to the Split Screen Gaming Podcast, hey, the occasional weekly podcast where three lifelong friends correspond about video games from the comfort of each other's homes. I am Holden Christopher Adams DePardo, and here with me is... Chad Michel Inés, Chad Michael that Linus. Is, that's closer to English. what your name really is. In English, it's Chad Michael Linus. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's also my name, name in French, and that's also my name in Spanish. Because my name was given to me in English, and it's the same everywhere. You know, my name is Italian DePardo. Do you know what it means? Your name is not Italian DePardo. My name is Italian DePardo, that's right, yeah. No, in, in Italian, DePardo means, this is really fascinating, of Pardo. I'm just from a town in Italy called Pardo, and I am Holden of Pardo. You know not what cool at all. It's the lamest means? possible it Italian name it could be. In is. In, in, in dis. It's in dis. In dis, yep. Yeah, in dis. In it's dis dress. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had a pretty good week no, you playing haven't. video games. No, you told me all time. about it, and you said it sucked, and you're miserable. And well, I'm going to tell you a different story right now. Hey, video games are so much forever. That's true. I'm done playing video games forever. Yep. There were some moments this week where I did want to stop playing video games because Dark Souls is so fucking annoying sometimes. You're playing Dark Souls again? Uh, part of my, so those who are new to the podcast, I'm doing a backlog thing where I'm trying to go through all the games I haven't played, and that includes the two DLC packs for Dark Souls 3, which I'm playing uh, right now. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. What's yeah. that? Ashes of... Ashes of Arendelle. And the Ringed City. The Ringed City. But what have you been playing, Chad? Because I know, I know what you've been playing, and you're I very excited about it. I know what I've been it. playing. And we'll I get to have... Dark Souls and all that fun stuff in a bit, but th- this topic is way more exciting. I've joined a convent... <laughs> and I've promised myself to cult. God. <laughs> and God is Destiny 2. I'm the Traveler. And I'm hooked. So, I guess my question, this will kind of lead you into your thoughts, is when you first played Destiny, you told me you played it every single day yep. for like a month, and then you stop for a week, and you're kind of like, why would I go back and play that game again? Yep. But you're really into this one. Yep. How is it different this time around? Like, why is it now that you're like, I'm super into this? Um, part of it is what I, so the, the hook of destiny is that there's always just like a better piece of gear right around the corner. Or if I just collect two more tokens, reputation tokens on this planet, then I'll get another bright engram or I'm just a couple hundred experience away from getting another level up for a bright engram or something like that. And it's just so brilliant and so good in, in that reward system that sense of progression something that i was totally missing from zelda (laughs) but things like diablo are so good at Mm -hmm. so that's the hook there's just always something better out there and destiny 2 delivers in a way that destiny 1 did not because in destiny 1 when i was playing it at the time before any of the dlc packs the way to get better equipment was, all right, you have to do your spin metal and upgrade your shit. But yet, in order to get spin metal, you had to get it from chests that would randomly spawn in different locations on planets. So, I, when I was playing Destiny, almost never saw those chests. They were not very easy to find. Well, in, there, were, there were circles that people found. Like, you could go on the moon and, all right, these are 12 chests in a circle. And by the time you get back to the beginning of the circle, they would have respawned by then. So you could just literally run in a circle for hours. Oh, collect enough that's metal. fun. That's great gameplay. Yeah. In Destiny 2, <laughs> there's just so much more to do. There are heroic um, public events. There is participating in strikes. And all of these things you could do in Destiny 1 as well, but they don't quite... They didn't give you the sense of progression that they did in Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Um 
that and I'm I found I'm playing with my friend Jared from college. I just found out that there's a clan at work, and I just got the invite to the clan like two hours ago. So I'm excited to be a part of that clan, earn those rewards, those sexy, sexy engrams. Uh, it's just so good. I played like 25 hours in a week. On Saturday, my entire day was playing Destiny for 11 hours and eating four bowls of cereal because that's the easiest thing to make <laughs> and eat in front of the TV. Yes, I haven't played it yet myself. But I listened to a podcast, and this guy said, "Yeah, I started playing it at 9 a.m. I got my coffee, and then it was 7 p.m. and I'm like, shit, I got to do something today." <laughs> it's true. Time just disappears. It's it's the first game that I can think of that like if I work at 10 a.m., I wake up at seven so I can get in a couple hours of Destiny before I have to go to work. So it's like a better loot system. What you're enjoying about it? Oh yeah, it's, it's a this- very good loot system. I was asking about this last episode, but you didn't feel comfortable talking about yeah. it then because you hadn't gotten deep enough into it. But how's the story? Is I it really beat the that story, much better? And it it does have it is a competent story that is on par with most first person shooters, if not better than most. Um, it's probably yeah, like it's just, just as emotionally characters. impactful as like Last of Us, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neil Druckmann came on to help write the story here with Bungie. Uh, mm-hmm. No, but it's good. And it's a good You're story. You're escorting the little girl throughout all the alien worlds. <laughs> good writing, inch. witty dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice little quips from Nathan Fillion all over the place. It's it's <laughs> it's good writing. Oh, that right. Nathan Fillion isn't in it. I was thinking that was Uncharted because he looks just like Nathan Drake, and you're making nope. another connection. Nope. But no, he nope. is in the game. That's right. Uh, and also has that's a cool, really though. great musical score. The first one had good music, too, from what I remember. This one is, is like, no, this is the first one that I took notice of. Like, wow. This is some really, really great music, and there's some cool kind of set pieces and little s- snippets of, of gameplay that you play through that have specific scores for those things that mm-hmm. is just really good. It's just yeah. good, Holden. It's just really good. One thing I really enjoyed about the first game was that there were... The worlds were very cool. There were not much happening in them, but they looked very cool. I got the sense that there could have been a good lore to kind of go along with it. Yeah. Those are the same worlds that are in this game, but there's new ones on top of it. Or do I have no. that completely wrong? Yeah, you're completely wrong. I thought they were adding on top of the existing worlds. No. No? No, in the first stuff. one you go to Mars and Venus and the moon. And in this one you're on Titan and Nessa, a different part of Earth. You're not in Russia. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. But does it have the same kind of, like, tunnels going off in different directions, or does it feel more open? It's a little bigger. Yeah. Bigger worlds. But, I mean, it's very similar design where it's kind of like segmented into areas, similar to yeah, how the one was. I'm pretty tempted to get this. My uh, former roommate, Gus, he got it as well. He swore off video games this year, but he got Destiny. He also bought a Switch, <laughs> by the way, as well. He bought a Switch this week. He sold a Switch, and bought a Switch, sold he, an Xbox, bought an Xbox again. Yes. Um, he, he was laughing at himself for it, too. So, anyway, he was saying that Destiny 2 is, is incredible, and it's everything that the first one should have been. So, I'm, yep. I'm feeling really tempted to get this. Oh, you have a I whole really backlog. I really want to, but I had the backlog to go yeah, through. Yeah, you have a whole backlog. And then mm-hmm. by the time you get it, no one will be playing it, and you won't have fun with it. So No, people will definitely still be playing Destiny. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Part of what I That'll like still about be it a is thing. that I'm, I'm getting into like the community aspect. Like, being able to yeah. hop on and like 
cool, I have an hour and a half. I can see, oh, Jared's on. And we just jump into a game together. And I'm like, what are you going to do? I don't know. I have like two more tokens till I can get another piece of armor on Earth. Like, okay, cool. Let's go farm the EDZ. And then suddenly 90 minutes is gone. And all I've done is like sneezed and blinked my eyes three times. And that's it. It's good. Oh, good stuff. It's good. Good stuff. I have an, I, well, I'm very excited because this is the first time where I feel like the raid is also accessible. I haven't done a. I've oh, never done yeah, a raid. I never did a raid. Before. I never did a raid either. But like, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm it's happy so for good. you, Chad. It's just so good, and I kind of wish that you weren't being a little pussy, and that you would just get it, <laughs> and we could play. Because I'm I already see myself. I've got my Titan to level twenty. He's power level two fifty seven, and I'm absolutely gonna go through with all three classes. I'm playing a warlock next. I'm going to get them all. I might even platinum wow. this game. I don't know. You're going to platinum it. I guarantee you're going to platinum it. When you say that, you, you always do. You're an always do. I always do. I always do do. Always so, do do. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I farted. Really? That's what you That's what you waited for? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing a game this week that I'm very excited about that is new. I actually played a few games no, this week. No, you didn't. I did. I played uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Okay. I could not beat it, however. I've not beaten it yet because it is really, really difficult. Surprisingly difficult. I was on one boss consistently for an entire day. Oh. Like, I kind of play it, like, for, like, an hour against this boss. Be like, all right, I got to do something else. Do something else. Like, do homework, whatever. And then go back and try to play it again. And I still couldn't do it. Finally beat him, by the way. That's hot. But uh, it's it's super, super good. It's... Kind of like, remember, you played Link Between Worlds in 3D, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like how, because it's a 2D game, you wouldn't expect the 3D to be that good, but it kind of did add a different, like, perspective on the game. Yeah, like, when you're looking down into it. Like, uh, like five years ago, when I went to go see Lion King in 3D in theaters, when they re-released it, and I was like, how do they make a cartoon movie like Lion King into 3D? And then I go, and it has, like, all these parallax effects and all the layers. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. (laughs) And it was awesome. This was kind of the same in the sense that you're essentially in Metroid going in the, um, under the ground of of this, of this planet. Wait, did you just say you are a Metroid? No, you're not a Metroid. I think that's what you just said. You go under the surface of the planet. No, you just said you are Metroid. Did I say you were Metroid? I did not say you were Metroid. There's um, no way. Well, we'll find out. Well, Everybody write into us. Now. Tell us if he said it. <laughs> if he said it, he's fired and we're hiring. Oh, no. Don't do that. It's free. And you FaceTime in. That's it. <laughs> so you're going underground this pl- uh, on this planet. And basically in the background and kind of in the, the depth of field kind of effect they kind of add a little bit there too. It's like cavernous and just it makes it feel very open. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But by far the thing that I'm enjoying the most about this game is that they're adding things to the 2D style Metroid game that I never really knew that I wanted. Such as two things that are really great. One is there's a counter move you can do now. So it used to be before you just shot out of your arm cannon. But now what happens is when enemies lunge at you, you can do a counter move to kind of push them away and then shoot at them really quickly um, as like a secondary action you don't have to if you don't want to and it kills them almost in one shot so it's kind of adds a lot of speed to the gameplay as well nice nice so nice can, which is pretty nice and i didn't realize how much i wanted that until i had it and i was able to do it against certain bosses which was really satisfying because it kind of puts you in this like little bit of like a cutscene thing almost where you're like jumping on them and shooting either in their face or whatever like it's kind of sick the other thing that's nice is that 
Metroid games have been always known to be super difficult in terms of exploration. Yeah. And like, oh, you had to know to bomb this one wall in order to like find this one little tunnel to progress to the next area. And it was always very, very vague. Whereas in this game, you have these special abilities, one of which is a scanning ability, which will kind of highlight for you what is what is bombable or kind of what rooms are around you. So it kind of gives you a good idea where you're supposed to go. But it's never, it's never to the point where it feels that the game is telling me exactly what to do. It works very, very well. I'm surprised by that. But if you haven't played a 2D Metro game before, this is probably where you would want to start. You know, thinking back on it, I don't know if I... Oh, no, I played Fusion on the GBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I have played a 2D Metroid. They're hard. They're very hard games. It's <laughs> 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 so unnecessary. <laughs> so... <laughs> Chad's That's refreshing. Get a- yeah, Chad just drank it at two glasses of water simultaneously. <laughs> Did you spill it all over yourself? No, I just got it all over my cheeks. That's it. That's hysterical. That's really funny. Mm. All right. So anyway, um, Metroid. <laughs> I think my only issue with the game is that there are 40 Metroids that you're trying. Like, the bounty is you have to go find these 40 Metroids and, and, and get them and kill them. Yep. But it's basically 40 boss battles that are almost identical. There's some slight variation like there's, uh, I can't. There's, there's terms for them. I can't remember what they are. But there's like a small Metroid that Hold you on. get freaked out. You keep talking. I just saw a cockroach crawl across my room. I'm gonna Uh-oh. go kill it. I'm gonna keep talking about the cockroaches in Mar- Metroid you fight. So the Metroids that you fight uh, are there's a small one where it's it can vary by being like electrical or fire based. There's one that's a little bit bigger. It's more like a bug that kind of crawls around. And there's one that is more like a little, it's like a, it's probably twice the size of your character in terms of, of height. And it's definitely more of like a, like a, almost like a dinosaurish kind of thing. And the Metroid is in its chest and you kind of shoot at its chest. And so there's, those are the three types, but you see the first type, the bug one, a lot more, or it's not the bug one, the kind of the smallest one, a lot more often. And because you're seeing so much of the same boss battle, it doesn't really feel like there's too much variety in some of the enemies that you're fighting, especially because a lot of the kind of standard grunt-like enemies you're fighting are very, very similar throughout the game as well. And occasionally in the later areas, some more difficult enemies pop up. But thus far, I've not run, run into any space pirates or anything like that that I've kind of grown accustomed to in Metroid games. Granted, I've never played Metroid 2 before on the Game Boy, so it's hard to... To say, oh, that wasn't there, I'm really bummed about it, when it probably wasn't there in the original game to begin with. There is one boss battle, and it was the boss battle that I got stuck on for... Oh, Chad's back now. Chad, how did it go the cockroach? Oh, I killed it with a Marvel Avengers ukulele. (laughs) The best use of the ukulele ever. Yep, and I threw the ukulele in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I was just talking about the... A really cool boss battle in the game, where... There are three points where you run into this boss before you fight him. And each time you're like, oh, I'm going to fight him this time. And then it turns uh, into this, like, he's basically a, uh, a, he drills through the earth. So he's like this kind of like mining machine that's down below. And there's a point where he's drilling towards you and you got to run away from him. And that's super hard and it's really thrilling. It reminded me, and you might have seen this in Fusion, 
Infusion, uh, the, 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 I think I forgot what they call like something X, oh, X Parasite. The X Parasites, they will, will corrupt different uh, enemies in the games. And there's one point where they corrupt in a way that mimics you, I guess. So there's two Samuses. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. And there's, remember, you're, you're running away from your enemy, like yep. your uh, nemesis Samus, and it's just that, like, running as fast as you can, like, trying to figure out the right platforming mechanics on a, on the fly. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like that, but this, like, machine is drilling towards you. It's very, very cool, and apparently it's not in the original game. It was a great addition, because by the time you got to that boss and finally beat him, there was this great sense of, like, shit, alright, this is going down, I'm doing it, and then he kicks your ass so bad. It requires a high level of precision to beat him. There was specifically one uh, move he would do that would take out two entire energy tank capsules, which is about 200 health. It's it's these lasers moving about, and they change their uh, their like what uh, their height in accordance to you. So you have to like figure out how to jump around them. The best. It is so hard. It's so hard. But when he finally beat him, it was the most satisfying thing ever. And then I stopped because I'm like, okay, I need that breather. So I decided to play an equally difficult game, Dark Souls, <laughs> to help kind of break uh, the monotony of fighting that one boss over and over and over again. And so I played uh, the Ashes of Arendelle, which I beat that one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on Ring City. Ring City is the hardest thing I've ever done in a Dark Souls game, hands down, including Bloodborne. Really? It's insane so there's first of all it's one of the coolest environments as well you walk out you're on this kind of dilapidated castle this is the one that's kind of like all three like it's a tribute to all three dark souls games right i think so yeah and in the distance there's always really cool uh backdrops in dark souls games yeah and this one is these towers that are all kind of like stacked on top of each other as if it's like rubble of like all these castles like stacked on top of each other, they're all like broken or destroyed. It's a really cool backdrop. It looks awesome. But in this level, thus far, I've not come across anything that does not include this. There is a angel demon thing that is flying in the air, shooting light beams at you constantly. And there's you you can't fight other enemies. You can only run away from it. But it is scarily accurate. It hits me almost every time. <laughs> I can't dodge it. It's impossible to the point where I just left that area. I'm not going back again. Fuck that place. <laughs> there has to be some way to kill it that you just haven't figured out yet, or maybe you have to come back with a. Well, thing. I imagine in Bloodborne there was something similar where I think it's Nightmare of Mensis, where there's that creature in the tower that's shooting down at you to give you the frenzy remember that yeah 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 and then you eventually get to the tower and able to kill it but this thing is floating in the air and it just keeps spawning wherever you get out of a building it's insane but when you're not but when you're not getting attacked by that thing hordes of enemies just come up from the ground and when i mean hordes there are like dozens of them around you which you played dark souls before that shit ain't happening (laughs) (laughs) you can't fight against that it's impossible so you just run. It's all you can do is run. And die. You can die. I mean, the the tagline of the game is prepare to die. So. I'm just consolidating. <laughs> so that's what I've been playing this week. I'm not going to get too much into Dark Souls because it's Dark Souls. If you played Dark Souls before, you it, know exactly what to expect. How did it feel going back to the 3DS? Like, I'm... I really... There's so many games on that 3DS that I bought that I've never played that I just 
I want to go back to, but I just don't think I'll ever pick up that system again. You know, I'm realizing how much I love the 3DS going back to play it again. It still is probably my... Like, even though I love the Switch, it's still my favorite Nintendo console. Really? We'll get more into that when we talk about Pokemon. Oh. But, but it is a fantastic console. I was worried because... I had heard in some of the reviews for Metroid that your hands get whoops, your hands get cramped yeah. a lot playing it, and I never really had that problem. You weren't playing so, it right then. I wasn't I guess I wasn't playing it right. That's maybe why I died so often is I just wasn't playing it right. See? See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Idiot. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. Nice. All I've been playing is Destiny. Forever and ever. You'll be in my heart now ever. <laughs> Do I get some news, Chad? I would. Thank you for asking. Yes. No. Nope, no problem. Yes, that sounds like a great idea, Holden. Sweet. Let me navigate to my split-screen gaming news folder. Ooh. I already have a story up here, so I'm just gonna go Good. ahead and start. Read it this aloud is, for all the world is, to hear. I actually want to. I'm gonna keep it to myself this time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. So this is a story that broke just a few hours ago. On Twitter, Rockstar announced that next week on September 28th, there will be something Red Dead Redemption 2 related, assuming yeah, presumably will. a trailer. Yeah. Very excited about that. Probably trailer. Maybe a new release date. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a Switch version is coming. Probably not. Although they got Doom and they got Wolfenstein, right? so who knows. Doom is coming to Switch. I have do you have seen th- gameplay of that? Yeah, want to talk about that? It yeah, looks let's great. talk about it because I saw gameplay and it looks it looks good for Switch. Yeah, a it it doesn't it definitely doesn't look like it has the same fidelity as the PS4, but not right. by that much less. Honestly, I don't think it was by that much less. Now, honestly, all I've seen is a screener, so like someone recording the screen of a Switch while they're playing in yeah, handheld mode. That's the same here too. Yeah, I haven't seen direct feed at all, but I mean, yeah, it looks good. It's on a tiny screen, so I'm sure that helps. Yeah, 720p most likely in handheld mode, but it runs at 60 frames per second, and yeah. it is super smooth watching it. So that was what I was most concerned about, because playing Doom as much as I did, that was the big draw of that game, was how smooth it played, for me at least. Yeah. If you didn't have that, it just wouldn't feel the same. Smooth like little baby buttholes. But I do want to uh, nitpick for a second about Doom. Okay, okay, you keep nitpicking. You, Everyone's you saying it. it's the full Doom experience. It is mm, not the no, full Doom not. experience. They took out the snap map feature, which I personally never used. Exactly. But it's, That's it's the, a, the level generating like, yeah. user-created content stuff, right? Yeah, but it does... It is. I just hope this isn't more of that, yeah, we're bringing Call of Duty to the Switch, minus zombies and stuff like that. No. Not that I'm not saying Call of Duty is coming. That's not a new story, but... That's the kind of stuff that we saw back on the Wii and the Wii U, and to see Doom come and then have features taken out already is kind of a bummer, I'm not going to lie, know. even though it's not a feature that I didn't use. I think it's okay. If, I mean, they're doing what they can to get Doom to run well, and it looks good. It and does look good, yeah. It's probably a feature that they saw a lot of data from that nobody was using, so they're like, why the fuck would we want to yeah, put that's, it in Yeah, that's anyway? a good point. They might have just been, it can technically do it, we just don't want to put the man hours into doing this when most people weren't playing it. That's a good yeah. point. Um, have you heard any Im- prompted, impressions of, of people playing it? Yeah, I have not heard a single negative impression. It is I, all the only negative thing I've heard, uh, a lot of people, I've, I've seen IGN, GameSpot, What's Good Games, they've all played it. No one's played it on a TV yet. 
they've all played it either in handheld with the Joy-Cons or with a Pro Controller and it's sitting on a table. And everyone who plays it with a Pro Controller says, yeah, game runs great. But if you play it in handheld with the Joy-Cons, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't... It, it feels weird, like the joysticks and the triggers and yeah, things like that. Yeah, the joysticks are a little bit smaller on the Joy-Con. Yeah, and like you might accidentally hit other buttons you weren't intending just because it's harder to navigate on those controls, which hmm. like that sucks because that's the whole reason you would be buying Doom on the Switch is to play it on the go in yeah. handheld mode. And then people are like, well, you could just play it on the go with a pro controller. And I'm like, yeah, but then that's, at that not, point... That's not a comfortable position, though. No, and you're at that point, you're packing a pro controller. You're packing the Nintendo Switch. You probably have headphones to go along with it. If you're Travis Manning, you have a stand to go with it. And then you might have a charger. And I then want that, point, that my, stand really bad. But, like, with all that shit, you might as well just pack a PS4. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucks that it doesn't play as well on the Joy-Cons. But you know what? If the Switch is all you have and you want to play Doom, you can play Doom now. But I, I have know. been. I'm curious about that. That's actually a good thing to bring up because I've been curious about this. I love that Doom game so much. I've actually considered buying it again for the Switch. Well, but see, if it's not good in handheld mode, then there's no point in doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you already have it in the best way it's going to look. Absolutely. But then knowing you, I mean, if if they made kitty porn available on the Switch, you would buy it. Just because you that's, buy anything on the Switch. That's quite the accusation. Thank you, Chad. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> if, if Nintendo puts something on the Switch, you're going to buy it. That's not true. I haven't bought... You already had to think Pokemon too long. Yet. You already I had haven't to think bought too long. Yet. That's because it's not... just released. And I'm probably not going to buy And you have a backlog. <laughs> yeah, would Doom count as against my backlog? Because I've already played the game. No. And technically, you already quote-unquote have it, so you wouldn't yeah. be quote-unquote buying it for the first time again. Exactly. Well, some more on Bethesda and Bethesda, Switch. Bethesda, Bethesda. Bethesda had just made a comment that they don't see this is just two games they want to release on the Switch. They want this to be an ongoing <laughs> Experience, um, an ongoing relationship that they have with Nintendo. And by that, I think they don't mean, like, bringing Oblivion as well. Like, I think they mean when we sure. release a new game, we would like that to also be on Switch. Sure. And that's fantastic. And it's also, I think, kind of pushed uh, other companies to think the same way as well, because now Square Enix is coming out and saying they actually really are trying to get Final Fantasy 15 on the Switch. Right, so not just that, that pocket edition, but the legit version. The legit version. So that story about a week or two ago of it doesn't run very well on the Switch, apparently we're just them testing it to see what they kind of need to to tinker with to get it to run. Yeah. So that'd be great if that made it. Uh, that just It'd be a really cool precedent of Nintendo's finally getting the third-party Well, I, I think it, it, it comes off of on the back of the announcement that Mario and Rabbids from Ubisoft is mm-hmm. the highest selling third party game on the Switch to date. Is that good news though for third parties? Because it's an it's a Mario game. It might as well be first party. I know it's made by Ubisoft, but, but I don't think people really know it's Ubisoft when they go to buy that game. Yeah, they do. It says Ubisoft in the opening credits. And the opening credits. And they are when they look, but they're when they, when they're in the GameStop if you buy games at GameStop, like a like a fool. no, every GameStop employee is required to tell you. By the way, with your purchase, you are consenting to know that this is made by Ubisoft, <laughs> and then they return the game immediately. Yep, had agree to the terms and conditions there. He goes, wait a second, this is made by Ubisoft. There's no towers to climb. This is bullshit. Oh no no no, it's not made by Ubisoft. This is Ubisoft. Oh Ubisoft. <laughs> Fuck Ubisoft. <laughs> And I think this is all good stuff for the Switch in, in the end. Is yeah, that very my good. Cons- Here's my only concern, though, about this, is that 
you're going to run into a situation where they have this for two years and then PlayStation 5 and Xbox 2 come out. Yeah. And there's no way the Switch will run those games and we're back to the same problem all over again. So this will, just to be completely fair, this is going to be a short-lived thing. Yeah. So but then Switch see. 1, 2, and a half will come out. Does this also mean that Kingdom Hearts is going to come to the Switch? No. Kingdom actually, Hearts is not going to come to anything, so... <laughs> <laughs> actually, I take the back. They've already commented on that. They said they're going to get it on the Xbox One and PS4 first, and then they would look at if they could do that or not. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, we'll speaking see. of Square Enix, did you ever play Octopath Traveler? Yeah, you did. We talked about it last time. Shut up. No, I played it for two seconds, and I have not gone back uh, to play it. Oh, I that's got right. Metroid. That's so right, I do want to play right. that, but uh, I haven't too. got time to. Did you play it at all? No, I haven't even downloaded I have not touched my Switch since Destiny got on my eyes. That's fair. That's fair. I haven't touched my Switch either once, since I got Metroid. Yeah, I so brought my fair. Switch to work every single day, but off topic, I intend to play Mario Rabbids on my lunch break, but then I fell in love with a new show called American Vandal on Netflix. Okay, I've been watching it too. We have to talk about that offline. It, it is, is amazing. so freaking hilarious can we actually just plug that right now it is so much better than you think it is from yep. how it sounds it's, it's fantastic it's like making a murderer or serial except it's about a bunch of dicks that were painted on teachers cars at a school but what i love <laughs> is that it takes itself so seriously and it's oh, legitimately a good crime drama like a absolutely. good crime so, documentary so here's so um i'm watching it right in yeah. my room i told my mom i'm like i'm gonna watch the show i heard it's supposed to be really good i thought i thought it sounded kind of dumb and she's like yeah that sounds really stupid i'm in my room laughing my ass off and she knocks on the door she's like it can't be that good and then we just <laughs> went downstairs to the living room and we watched it straight <laughs> we watched it straight through because yep. she's yeah it was it's so hysterical good. oh yeah so, so good. good we'll so, talk yeah, about this more it. offline yeah it's fantastic all right, so I got one more Switch story. And then oh, yeah. Stuff. oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, no. Two cool, more man. Switch stories, actually. I have a lot of stories this week. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I saw this headline, and I it baffled me because I thought it was like an Onion article or something. Yeah. Uh, Reggie fils Nintendo dramatically over-deliver on, over-delivered on Switch supply. Oh, yeah. And But they just can't keep up with the extreme demand is what they're saying. Yep. So he's saying, we made more than we even thought that we could make. And you guys are still buying them up like crazy. I don't believe that for a second. I think no. it's total marketing. Yep. Just like, hey guys, don't get mad at us. We're trying our best. We're doing it. We promise. That's a small little thing. But the other one, I think this is more interesting. There's a rumor that Netflix has their app locked and loaded, as it says, locked and loaded in quotes in the article, for the Switch. And they're just waiting for Nintendo's approval. So apparently Nintendo is the one holding this back. Nintendo will definitely approve it as long as they figure out how to connect the Switch to the internet. <laughs> Once Nintendo figures that out, then Netflix is ready to go. Presumably it's a system where you have the app on your Switch and decide what movies you want to watch on your iPhone through the, the, the Nintendo Switch app. <laughs> and then you have to listen to the Netflix through a squid little connector for your headphones. <laughs> oh my god. It's Don't worry, guys. It's going to be great. Don't worry. It's going to be huge. <laughs> uh, so that's all my Nintendo stuff. I have some more stories, but what else do you got? I have one more non-TGS story. Okay. So do that. I'll do the rest okay. of my stories, and then we'll we'll push forward. Mine was, uh, I'm sure you have this on yours, too, because it's big old talk of the video game news this week. And that is that crossplay on Fortnite was temporarily available between PlayStation yep. 4 and Xbox One. And, and it was were, a bug, quote-unquote, it was a bug. A configuration issue or something like that. Um, which lets us know, like, definitively, yes, 
they can accidentally just write a, a line of code and make it happen and servers will play on it and there's no compatibility issues but it is like the licensing agreements and it's a total business decision 100 yeah, percent a absolutely. business decision and I love yep. Microsoft's comment on it too was, yeah, they can leave the bug in there. That's fine by us. <laughs> we know the company who's saying no to this. Yeah. I mean, Sony has every right to say no to it too, but. Uh, they're such assholes for saying no though. They I don't really know if they're are. assholes or it's just a smart business decision for them. Not a smart uh, like for the gamer, but smart like, yeah, we're going to keep our, our players on our platform and. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really interesting that now we do know that it's literally just a line of code. Yeah, I think it's one of the, it's kind of like it's one of those things where the government's spying on us. Yeah, I know everyone knows the government's spying on us, <laughs> and then like the articles come out, it's like okay, yeah, we definitively know they're spying on us. We kind of already knew that already, though. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. Like we kind of already knew that this was technically possible, and that it was just business decisions holding us back. Yep, it's the same thing. It sucks, but that's just how it is. That's life, and then but you die. So that's Fortnite you were talking about, correct? Yeah, Fortnite. So Fortnite. Two weeks fortnite is going to add a battle royale mode that is inspired by player under um sorry player unknown's battleground PUBG, which is supposed to be super great and it's the talk of the town it is so much talk of the town that when fortnite announced this mode they're adding they literally said that uh that player unknown is the inspiration they didn't that's yeah. not a paraphrase they said that exactly that player unknown is the inspiration and the developers of player unknown kind of came out and said that they didn't really they don't like that they're that open about basically stealing their idea. <laughs> so I'm it nothing is really built up quite yet, but I wonder if that's going to turn into a legal snafu. Oh no. You know it's not. I mean everyone has capture the flag, king of the hill, everyone has team deathmatch. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a battle mode in a game. Yeah. And PUBG honestly is just literally a mode of PVP that was built on another game. So Mhm. It's not going to turn into anything. But, I mean, why not steal from that success? Since Did you see that they officially became the record holder for most concurrent players on Steam? Yeah. Beating out Dota 2. They have one over 1.3 million people at once playing that game. I think Microsoft's going to buy them. I don't think so. I think so, because they're going to want to put their game on Sony eventually to get those yep. numbers as well. Microsoft's not going to let that happen because that's going to be a big exclusive for them. No, I have a feeling they are they are already in talks with Sony, but due to like contractual things, they can't say anything yet. The fact that they've been so dodgy about it, like when they when they're asked, "Is this game coming to Sony platforms?" Mm-hmm. They get to very technical, like they watch their words very carefully to say, "We are launching on console exclusively with Microsoft." Like they say it's shit like that rather than saying, mm-hmm. "No, it's not ever coming to Sony." They're just yeah. like, we're launching on console on Xbox One <laughs> this fall. Thanks for walking around my answer. Yeah. My question. Yeah. yeah. I think I have two more stories here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go. Tell me a whole bunch of them. So, kind of on that topic of Metroid earlier, a new Metroidvania game might be in the works by the guys who make Super Meat Boy. Ooh! In the article... Um, Super Meat My Beat Meat, sir! A Twitter was, user in a kind of conversation back and forth that the developers of Super Meat Boy were involved with said it would be really cool if you guys made a Metroidvania-style game, and they respond back with, I think you'll be very happy in a few years. Aww, that's adorable. Which is very cool. The other thing, this is it's not necessarily huge news because I'm not going to buy this game again, but I just wanted to put it out there. If no one has played The Witness before, 
It is now oh, yeah. available on iPhone and iPad for $10. If you're into puzzles, great. Do it. If you're not into puzzles, you'll shoot yourself in the brain. Yeah, you will shoot yourself <laughs> in the brain if you don't like puzzles. It is a not only a puzzle game, it is a very difficult puzzle game. Yep. But it is so good. It is a masterpiece. It is so great. I love that game. If you're one of those people, like my mom says, who likes to sit and do the Sudoku every morning. <laughs> Did you see there's a Sudoku like iPhone app where you can just hold your iPhone up to a Sudoku puzzle and just solves it in a second for you? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cheating. It's lame. That's all I got. Um, those are all the important news stories of the week. So... Take us through TGS, Chad, and then we'll talk about Pokemon after that. TGS? More like TGS. Oh! <laughs> Tokyo Game Show is traditionally a... I mean, obviously, it's Japan-focused. It takes place in Tokyo. It's a Japan-focused... It is the focused... Tokyo Game Show. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Sony had a press conference there, and they announced a bunch of stuff. Um, some interesting things. I'm just going to go through IGN's article that says, All the news mm-hmm. from Sony's PlayStation Conference. There are two things I saw that I liked, but keep going. Well, hold on. How about you shut the fuck up No, first? I got to say my thing first. Left Alive was announced. It's a new game from Square Enix coming mm-hmm. to PS4 and PC. Um, when they announced it, there was an announcement trailer. What's cool is that it has the director from Armored Core. It has character designs by the people who designed Metal Gear. I can't say any of their names, so I'm not even going to try to ruin it. Uh, the mech designer from Metal Gear and Xenoblade Chronicles 10 X. Um, it looks interesting. I mean, it's it looks like they finally a couple days later showed off a gameplay little snippet as well, and it looks super Metal Gear Solid Five gameplay ish, mm-hmm. but it also has mechs. But I assume it's gonna be super Japanese. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I I probably won't buy it, but I've only seen like three seconds of gameplay, so who the fuck knows? We'll find out together. What are your thoughts on Left Alive? I actually didn't see that trailer, so I only well, saw great. two trailers. So you have no thoughts. Shut up. I have no thoughts. I don't think. I don't have no... I don't say anything important. Uh, Travis Manning got a release date for Monster Hunter World, and that is on <laughs> January 26, 2018. What, how do you think this game's going to do? I'm very curious, because even I'm kind of into that. That was, oh, this really? was one of the trailers that I saw, yeah. And what seems really cool about it, and one thing that was missing for me for other Monster Hunter games, is that in other Monster Hunter games, you would just kind of walk down a tunnel to an, an open area that would have other tunnels connecting to other little small open areas. And I don't mean open yeah. area. I'm talking like how a Zelda game was open world back on the N64. It was like Kakariko Village was a little like open space with a tunnel that went out to Death Mountain. It kind of has that same kind of like world. Yep. And you would just go there and some of them would be empty and then there would be a monster in the middle of one of them and you attack the monster. Whereas Monster Hunter Worlds is much more of an open environment is what it seems like. And there seems to be more of an ecosystem. Like more of like life in the world and it just feels more vibrant. Yeah. It feels like something I want to explore. Sure. So if it gets good reception... I'm going to be more, in, more interested in this game. Because it's coming on PlayStation 4 as well, I wonder if that'll kind of open up the audience a little bit more as opposed to people who had a Nintendo DS or PSP for the past 10 years. Sure. That was kind of the, the market of what this game was available on. So I'm actually pretty intrigued by by it. And if it does well, like critically, I would consider consider it, depending on how accessible it is. Yeah. Which I'm hearing it's it's more accessible than past entries have been yeah i think january 26th is a good spot for it too yeah it's kind of the resident evil 7 yeah 
area where it's kind of on its own. So yep. it gets all the attention it uh, it demands. There's a new Shadow of the Colossus PS4 trailer. Hell yeah. Just to remind me how much seminal fluid oh I'm going to donate gosh. in the, that game's honor. <laughs> um, I, damn, can't, I wait. can't wait. It for looks that game. great. It looks so good. Ugh. Everyone go watch that trailer. Final Fantasy IX got released for PlayStation 4. Was there any... So that just got announced and then it got released. There yeah, was no... announced and available on that day. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's a also full a remaster. It's yeah, a discount for PlayStation Plus. Plus as well. Um, it's not a remaster, but it has like HD cutscenes. There are a couple extra features. Like you could automatically master all of your weapons and armor. You could skip random encounters. You can basically just fucking say, hey, I only want to see the end of the game. I guess. So... Everyone says that's the best. Like, there are so many people telling me I should play Final Fantasy IX, and it's been on my Vita ready to go for 100,000 years. So now I have Do you automatically have it, it because you have it on the, your Vita? Or? No. No, because I have it as a PS1 classic, which is not. Oh, good. this is like a remaster. Okay, gotcha. Not a remaster. That makes sense. Just fucking said that. You did just say that, yeah. But it's it's a re release for the. I get it. I get it. I got it. <sighs> yeah. I wasn't listening, but our audience was. They know how stupid I am. So here's the next thing, and this intrigues me. Zone of the Enders, the second runner, remastered for PlayStation 4. Did you ever play those games? No, but it's a Kojima game. That's right, it is. It's a Kojima game, and the entire thing is playable in VR. We know how much Chad likes VR. I do like VR, and I'm 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 aching for something else in VR now that Superhot's kind of had a couple months out. I mean, I, I've got... Uh, what's a... Uh, not Hidden Agenda. I've got... You know, the two supermassive games coming up this fall to hold me over. Uh, but the Impatient. The Impatient and the shooter one with the aim gun. Um, the fucking Destiny other one. 2. Destiny, Destiny 2. 2. Oh, yeah, I have Destiny 2. I'm going to go play that right after this. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I'm interested in that. I don't know. They didn't give a date for it, no? Uh, spring 2018. I know literally nothing about zone of the enders yeah me neither i just saw that it has mechs and it looks fun and arcadey and it has fucking vr support so i'm into it mm -hmm. we'll see um of final fantasy nt which is coming to playstation 4 that's kind of the final fantasy fighting game that you think is just like smash bros but it's actually nothing like smash bros no, uh, i'm not saying i'm saying it's not mechanically like smash bros but it is the nintendo universe of characters fighting against each other and then now it's the final fantasy universe of characters fighting against each other no that's it's one-on-one -on -one battles like and, and you're just fucking with me right now i mean yeah yeah you're just being mean noctis from final fantasy 15 is joining the roster surprise <laughs> not surprised at all Drag for ps4 did you ever play dragon's crown no i didn't it was a dollar uh, game Is it going again? No, I can hear oh, you. Oh, yeah! Perfect. All right. For those of you at home, twice now we've had audio issues. Uh, Preamp died of the microphone. Got a new microphone. We're good to go. Sound a little different. Who the fuck cares? Because we're talking about Dragon's Crown. Oh, yeah. You do have a new microphone in front of you right now. I, I do. It literally took me up until now to realize that. I literally <laughs> already told you that about three minutes ago when we fucked up the second time. Well, no, but I was having the audio problems. I couldn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, have you played Holden Depardo, comma, Dragon's Crown, question mark, in Terrabang? No? No? It was a little artsy, no. like, side-scrolling, dungeon-crawling type 
Oh, game. I do know this. It was on Vita as well. Yeah, yeah, I played it on Vita. Yep. I know this game. Yep. Yeah, it's coming to PS4 January twenty fifth. Cool. Oh wait, good for yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's another one. Okay, you're gonna be really sad about this because it features the bitch from what's the Gravity Rush game? Gravity Rush. That's the game. Oh, um, Gravity Rush. Cats. It's Gravity Rush. Cat from Gravity Cat, Rush. Yeah. Japan Studio VR Music Festival. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm all over but that wait, game. But wait, it gets better. That's such a Japanese-sounding game. Nico Atsume, Cat Collecting Sim, coming to PlayStation oh. VR. That's you can collect cats kind of game. all over your house in virtual reality. Oh, man. It's really funny, just the differences in culture. Because I know, right? Japanese games are, like, to us, that's so weird. But in Japan, they're like, a cat collecting game is coming to VR? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. Oh, that and sounds disgusting And they look at our me. games and they're like, okay, so you're a military guy shooting other military guys? Like, <laughs> why do you want to do that? Oh, that sounds disgusting. I hate cats. Fucking hate cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a fan. That sounds like a terrible game for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's CGS. Else? I thought, uh, I mean, CGS? it was interesting. Very Japanese-focused, but I'm interested, of course, in Shadow of the Colossus. I'm going to donate lots of babies to that. Mm-hmm. And um, interested in, in Zone of the Enders VR and the fucking Left Alive. I'm intrigued by. I don't know much about Left Alive. What is Left Alive? We already talked about it. You said you didn't see the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. All right. Fine. So. I mean, I told you everything I know about it. We don't know much about it. Okay. It's a survival well, one, horror type game. Not survival horror, that, but survival something. I don't know. God damn okay. it. Survival games are fun. I like survival games. One thing that I was kind of bummed out about is that TGS takes place in Japan. Yeah, it does. And, but minus Nintendo, one of my favorite developers is in Japan from software. Yeah. And I really wanted to find out if Bloodborne 2 is real or not. Well, that's not something they would announce there. You think PlayStation experience? You know what's weird? What's called? Like, Dark Souls and, like, that's a very, like, popular game in the West. I don't think it's as popular in Japan, even though it's from a Japanese studio. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that it's something that they would definitely announce for a Western audience. And if it's, like, especially a big console exclusive for PS4, or just yeah. exclusive in general, yeah, it would be something like PSX or an E3. I can't argue that logic, but I want it. <laughs> I, I, want I, I, I want it. Who knows? We have Paris so, Games Week coming up next month as well. We might see some cool stuff. That's true. Yeah. We'll find out together. LFO. You remember LFO? No. They were, uh, were they the, unlike girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch? L-F-A-O? Or was that O-Town? I have no idea. You talk you're about whatever you're going to talk about, and I'm going to look up boy bands from the 90s. So Sweet. So. Summer Girls. Summer Girls. Yep. So the other game I was That's playing this I like week. girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. That's it. Wasn't there a guy who died in that? LFO? I'm going to Google LFO I dead guy. no idea, dude. I type drad guy. I listen to house music, and that is all I listen to. Every other kind of music is just... Rich Cronin. Rich Cronin is dead from LFO. Oh, of course. Rich Wait Cronin. a minute. Then what is O-Town's hit? What did O-Town sing? So for this podcast, we talked most about video games. We've also brought up... American Vandal and boy bands. <laughs> all or nothing at we all. We might as well That's talk about town. how terrible that Tomb Raider trailer was. 
Oh man, what a shitty trailer! It was really that movie's bad. gonna be trash and a half. But I mean, it's a video can, game. Movie, can they so. please just make a good video game movie? No. It can't be that hard. It really can't be that hard. I had this news article, and then I deleted it because I figured it's not worth talking about. But I guess we're talking about it. Uh, did you see the one from Ubisoft saying they've learned some things from Assassin's Creed, mostly how little control you have as a game developer when it comes to making your movie? Oh, really? Yeah, like, in the in the script planning process, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of control, we're going to, we have so much to say and how this goes, and then it actually got into filming, and the directors and the cast are like, oh, shit, we, we have no control over this. And especially mm-hmm. the time frame. Like, a game, oh, if it's not going to make the date, you delay it. But a movie, nope. It's coming out that date, no matter what the fuck happens. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, what needs to happen is they need to get people, like, say what you believe in Star Wars movies, but I think they've been pretty successful so far. I've enjoyed really? them. Really? I don't I've think liked so. them. <laughs> of I've course liked... Star Wars movies have been successful. Well, I don't mean I don't mean financially. I'm talking about, like, you know, the, the quality of the films. And it's because they have people working on them who love Star Wars. Yeah. And I don't think that we've really had directors who love Assassin's Creed or who, you know, love the Doom movie that they made. Yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't happen. But once you get, and that's why I'm a little bit more excited about Uncharted, is I feel like hopefully that's a franchise that gets people behind it who actually care. But I doubt it. No. I don't know. No. I'm just really worried. You know what does sound interesting? What? The guy who's making um, the Metal Gear movie. Metal Gear Solid movie. Yes, that's right. He is super into it. I don't think they even have a script at all, let alone a cast or anything like that. But he he's talked very passionately about like, oh man, if I make a Metal Gear movie, this is what I want it to be like, and I want to have the nuances and this and this. And he's like, he seems like he loves Kojima and he loves Metal Gear a lot. Do you lot. know who should direct a Metal Gear movie? Uh, Bob Saget, Kojima, Hideo Kojima. Yes, Kojima should direct it because he's always wanted to direct a movie and why not a franchise he's already very familiar with because he had a bad relationship with Konami and they'll never let him touch that that software or that property again yeah that's a good point one thing that actually would make a really good movie is Metroid I think Metroid would make an awesome movie Metroid would make a kick-ass movie a kick-ass Netflix series no, I want it to be a movie, like a movie where no. it is isolationist and she is no. just stuck on a planet battling no. space pirates. No, be great, it'd be so no. good. No, you don't want it to what be a movie because if it's a movie, it's gonna fucking suck. But I want good it things to be nowadays good. are Netflix series, unless it's That's the a, Defenders or Iron Fist. Iron Fist. So Marvel stuff, which is existing properties. No, because Daredevil Netflix. was one, was great. Jessica Jones is fucking fantastic, and I can't wait for is season that? two. Oh, okay. That's good. I never saw it. Oh, you should definitely you watch, watch Jessica Jones. Yeah, I watched this Julie Cage. It was okay. All right. Yeah. So, this is the important topic for me for the week. Ooh, important topic for Holden for the week. So, today, Pokemon Gold and Silver version came out on 3DS. So, I played a little bit, little bit of that. But it got me thinking about what I want out of the next Pokemon game that's coming to Switch. And, but I do want to talk a little bit about Pokemon Gold or Silver version for a second because yeah. I got that again. Played it for a few hours. Oh my gosh, the nostalgia is awesome. I know, right? Such a great game, and it's easily the best Pokemon game. Easily, I think. Well, that's just because that's the first one you played. No, but here's here's why. It's the best one because anyone who says, well, um, Pokemon Yellow or Red or Blue are those best versions of Pokemon, I'm sorry, but the Kanto region's in well, here's, uh, Gold and Silver versions. Here's where... You have 16 gyms, you have two full games in one. Okay. There's never been a Pokemon game that big since. Okay. It just hasn't okay. No, Pokemon Chad, Gold I will not Silver. relent about this. Yeah. They're good. They're great. I played I played Crystal. 
That's what I played. I'm jealous. I've never gotten a chance to play Crystal. Uh, that was. Yeah, it came that, out was a year a, that was the same. Same. Yeah, that it was, was like, like the, the yellow, yellow version. Of, yeah, yeah. What is diamond? Emerald, what is diamond version? Diamond and pearl were the two versions right, at the same pearl. time, and then platinum was the yeah. I never played those. I never one. played those. Yeah. I played crystal. That was the last of the third one, though. But here's uh, what is a big piece of bullshit about gold and silver and crystal. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything bad. It's I, that like my opinion and it the needs three to be fucking legendary dogs <laughs> yeah are, are random encounters yeah they're very hard to get well there's a way of knowing where they're roughly going to be i was able to get them when i was a kid it's no that's a piece of bullshit zapdos you know exactly that fucking's gonna be in the power plant you know that Articuno's in the seafoam islands you know that moltres is in that cave on the way to the elite four there you is know Mewtwo's of... in the Mystery Dungeon, and you know exactly how to get to them. You can look up a guide. But no, it's all fucking randomized bullshit with Entei <laughs> and Suicune and... What's Reiki? Rafiki? Raikou. Ra- Raikou, yeah. That was my favorite one. He was very cool looking. He looks like a, uh, like if a saber-toothed tiger ate a bunch of bees and they stung the inside of his mouth. And also he you see the inside of his mouth fairy. all the time. Well, he's, his face is all puffy. Yeah, because he's a powerful dog. It's all muscle. <laughs> <laughs> but he also looks exactly like a cat. But no, I no, had a lot a of fun with Crystal, and I think it's a really cool game. No, I mean, that's a, that's a fair criticism. I mean, because I remember they kind of tell you where it is, so be like, oh, he's in this part of the map right now. But if you go to fly close to that location, then that re-randomizes and he's somewhere else Exactly. Again. So you kind of have to be like, oh, I'm coincidentally in the right spot. But it did add a really cool like uh urgency when you were in that spot where he is yeah it's like okay i gotta get him he's right there and you just wander around and around but it's just great playing it again it's surprising it works surprisingly well in the 3ds minor little gripe though virtual console games typically have a restore point you can load up yeah can't do that in this game can't make restore points which Mm. i've enjoyed that sucks did you get your code for celebi um i haven't gotten it yet because i've been playing the game Nice, 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 nice. So you can only redeem it in it. Sun and Moon. Yes, which I do have, so. Nice. Nice. So, which is a great ploy to get you to buy another Pokemon game. But let's yes. be honest, if you bought Silver or Gold, you already had Sun and Moon. That's true, that's true. Yeah. So, we got me thinking about the next Pokemon game on the Switch. Yep. A little while ago, they talked a little bit about it, but I kind of wanted to talk about, like, what we want to see, and also just kind of talk about what we realistically think it's going to be. And I think that people have this idea that it's going to be this, like, open-world Breath of the Wild-style Pokemon game. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nope. It's not going to happen. First of all, it'll probably be top-down still, is my guess. Yeah. I don't see that changing. It'll be quasi-open-world like they are now. You're kind of just walking through these set paths that kind of open up to create a larger world. But it's largely just a path you are walking along. But I'm sure it's going to look really pretty. Yeah. Here's my dream for how this is going to work, though. Go. Tell me all about it. It takes place in Kanto, right? Okay. It starts off in Kanto, and then next year, rather than releasing a whole new Pokemon game, what they do is release Johto as a DLC that you can then kind of go to that area of the Pokemon world. And it, and every year they release like Hoenn and then Unova, and it just kind of starts to become like your Pokemon journey, your one person going to all these regions, collecting all the Pokemon. I think oh, that I'm would be that. sick. I mean, That'd that's kind of the what they're doing thing. with Pokemon Go. Releasing generation no. after generation of yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, releasing generation after generation. 
like there's so many Pokemon at this point, they don't really need to make more. Yeah. I'd rather them kind of make the assets for all the Pokemon, all the characters look really, really good. Yeah. In in on the Switch's gorgeous screen and all that stuff. That'd be great. Yep. That'd be super cool. But also it's like the whole point of Pokemon is it's your journey. But every game you're a different person. You're starting from scratch all over again. Whereas this would be I'm going to Johto, I've already beaten Kanto, and now there's like a uh, an understanding of when I get to Johto, like I had maybe had this past in the Kanto region. Like I'm already the Pokemon champion of the Kanto region. And it just kinda continues. I just love that idea of it just kinda continues. Yeah. It'd be great. The only problem would be like scaling. Right, making it more and more difficult as you get to each place. Yeah, exactly. But also how would it work when someone hasn't bought Johto before? Or hasn't bought Kanto before, but they want to just go ahead and get Johto. Do they have to buy Kanto and then get Johto? Or they can just, can they start in Johto? And then later on, if they want to buy Kanto DLC, they can do that. Mmm, modular like, gaming. Like $60 to buy the entry, which is either Kanto or Johto. Yeah. And then if you wanted to get Kanto, it's 30 or 40 bucks for DLC. Which is way more expensive DLC than, than most DLC packs. But people would absolutely pay that. Oh, yeah, they would. Absolutely, would pay that. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd also be. They're they're capitalizing on that nostalgia too. Oh, absolutely, totally. I mean, they've they've done it. They did it with Pokemon Go. They are re-releasing these games on the Virtual Console, and they're selling like crazy. They are remaking the first movie and kind of telling that whole first season of the anime in Pokemon I Choose You. Like they're they're going back to that original one fifty and capturing people. Remaking these these worlds is also not new for them already. Fire Red and Leaf Green yeah. were recreations of of uh, Red and Blue version. Same thing with uh, like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. There was um, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Yep. They haven't done the fourth generation yet. I'd rather just kind of see them start over again and make them super sick and polish and awesome. Yeah. What I would love some things to borrow from Sun and Moon is mm-hmm. making all HMs and TMs like like a can, like a yeah, reusable doctor, yeah. yeah reusable yeah. make them so that there's no like fucking permanent move so if i teach fucking yeah. charizard cut then he's fucking stuck with cut for the rest of the time i <laughs> love the fact that they had like those pokemon that you can call like oh i want to fly so i'm just gonna fucking call mm-hmm. a bird to come to me rather than having to teach one of my things fly well, it makes sense too because shouldn't a bird pokemon just inherently know how to fly yeah but you have to Why teach would... it how to hold you in its talons no. come on holden because it doesn't know how to pick up things with its talons and fly away from the from Yeah, instinct. things, but those things are things that it's eventually going to eat, so it's squeezing it hard. It's got, a, like, just the right grip. It's similar to giving a hand job. It's like you have to teach the bird to give your body a hand job. That's exactly loose how grip, game be very gentle. That's why they call those game freaks, is because they really see it as teaching Pokemon how to give hand jobs. That's why it's called game freak. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Did I ever tell you? Freak. So, you know Game Facts, FAQs. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I would frequent that site a lot, as I'm sure most people did, since back then that was, like, the way you yeah. found out how to do stuff on the internet. And one day I was talking about it as a, as a grown teenager, or maybe I was, like, early adult. I don't know. I was talking about it to my dad. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was that gaming site, Game Facts. That's where I got all my stuff. He's like, oh, this whole time... I thought you were just Googling game fags, and you were... 
I mean, good for him for just like accepting that if that's what I was doing. But that's hilarious, though. Like that's how you look at porn. I'm just looking up game fags. Yep, that's her fetish. You had a gaming fetish. You're gay. You want dicks in your games? Game fags. That's how it is. Yep. He's like, I saw that's in the scary. history, and it was a lowercase Q. And he's like, I just. Well, you know, I didn't know what it was, but I wasn't going to ask questions. <laughs> oh, so there is this, um, that reminds me, there was a video game site that I would go to when I was younger called NoobTube. And it was like an independent, like these two guys, kind of like us, just like talking about video games because they yeah. enjoyed it. And, but they had this advertisement on their website, which was a, like, woman who was like an elf, which in video game, that basically means she has ridiculously giant large tits. boobs. Yeah. yeah, giant tits. And so I'm at my cousin's house and I opened up the website and I meant to hit another link instead and I'm like oh this is something cool though. I should show this to you and I exited out of it pretty quickly and his mom thought it was a porn site <laughs> it was just like it was like, yeah 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 like, this is a porn site we should totally just go to this afterwards and just like you know watch it together <laughs> thank you video game advertisements Woo! game freak game freak <laughs> so yeah, I think that's Anything a brilliant else from Pokemon idea. That you want? Yeah. Anything else from Pokemon you want, though? What do you want? Uh, the next yeah, game? I want Mewtwo to Mewtwo. come to Pokemon Go without being at stupid Sprint stores because I don't do raids at Sprint stores. Is that really how it works? <laughs> well, they're they're slowly rolling that's out. So stupid. They're slowly rolling out the the so be Mewtwo stores as well. invited ones. Well, no, they're only no because those are. I mean, they're going to merge. But right now, Sprint stores are the only like sponsored ones, oh. and there's also Starbucks. What so kind yeah, of advertising? kind of rolling out what, of those first. Well, you know it's there because Sprint wants to get new customers into Sprint. But what's the – how does that work? Like, oh, I need to buy a new phone. I'm a T-Mobile. I need to get a Mewtwo. I'm, I am just switched to Sprint at the same time. <laughs> that well, makes absolutely no sense. This you might can be the do worst a marketing raid at a Sprint store, of. obviously, without having to have a Sprint phone, Holden. Yeah, and then you walk out of the store instantly and don't buy anything. Because <laughs> all you wanted to do is get a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> So that's, that's what I want from Pokemon. I think that's a very noble thing yep. to want. And it's going to happen. You'll get a, your Mewtwo. Yeah. It's you gonna, have I every mean, they're Pokemon just, they're you can get. They're testing the servers with small little sections, and then it's going to expand to every raid, so it's going to be okay. Do you have every Pokemon you can get? Uh, I have every Pokemon you can get in first generation. Well, also, some in other countries you can't get. Yeah, I don't have a Kangaskhan, because that's Australia. I don't have a Mr. Mime, because that's Europe. And I don't have a Farfetch, because that's Japan only. But I have everything else except for a Mewtwo, because I haven't done any sprint raids yet. And I haven't and been invited those, to that. those uh, other Pokemon being exclusive countries is actually the partnership with American Airlines so you have to buy <laughs> tickets to get your Pokemon. Do you remember when the game first came out and like the guy, the very first guy to get every single Pokemon except the other countries and then hotels and airlines were sponsoring him because he was like detailing on social media and like, oh, we want to be the official sponsor of the guy who's going to other countries to catch a Farfetch'd. Like, and hotels were like, oh, we want to be the official place you stay to go catch a Mr. Mime. Crazy. That is hysterical. Yeah. Stupid. That's stupid. I still don't understand. That. Like, I get that game. It's a very cool idea for a game, but I just personally don't understand playing it. Constantly. I met the love of my life today. You did? Yep. She's Girl who I already Go? thought was cool, and then she pulled out her phone and opened up Pokemon Go just super casually, just to check and see if there's anything nearby. And I was like, <gasps> and you pulled You're out the, the engagement life. ring in that moment. <laughs> yep. Got on one knee, and yep. she's like, "Who are you?" Don't even don't know her name. <laughs> that's so, it yeah, that's all that's I've all got I got to talk about today yeah 
Cool. That was a lot for an episode. That was good. Yeah, you know what? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's been a very long day. I woke up at 4.30 this morning. And you're still going to play five hours of Destiny Oh, man, I'm going to play so much Destiny right now. (laughs) After I watch... Okay, I'm going to watch an episode of Rick and Morty if my roommate's still awake, and then I'll play Destiny. Yeah, you could do both. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Just saying, you could do that. You could do that. Yeah, well, I want to play Pokemon, and you want to play Destiny. Yep. So say, let's wrap this up. Wrap it tight. Wrap it right. Bye, guys. You're great. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Oops, I ended up.